a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As we've been covering throughout the day today, of course, President Zelensky, in a rare joint session of Congress, uh, spoke. Very directly, very powerfully, uh, reframed a, a host of conversations. Uh, shortly after that, President Biden announced that he would answer uh, President Zelensky's call for more aid. And he did that in a, uh, a speech, a short speech to the nation that uh, outlined much of where the uh, resources that Congress had appropriated were going to go, including that additional uh, funds that were uh, part of the spending package last week that he signed into law just yesterday. Uh, so the president had a, a taller, that's a tough act to follow, uh, to follow President Zelensky. And he did so in a, in a pretty workmanlike manner, was not uh, overly passionate, was not overly specific, uh, but laid out some of the things in terms of this list of things that needed to be done, which I think was important for the president to say, look, we heard you, we got it, uh, and here's what we're going to do about it. So the president started by announcing specifically uh, that additional aid going to Ukraine. An additional $800 million in assistance. That brings the total of new U.S. security assistance to Ukraine to $1 billion just this week. These are the large, these are direct transfers of equipment from our Department of Defense to the Ukrainian military to help them as they fight against this invasion. The president went on to warn that this may be a long battle, uh, but that the U.S. will continue to support Ukraine. Important message from the president. Now, I want to be honest with you. This could be a long and difficult battle, but the American people will be steadfast in our support of the people of Ukraine in the face of Putin's immoral, unethical attacks on civilian populations. We are united in our abhorrence of Putin's depraved onslaught, and we're going to continue to have their backs as they fight for their freedom, their democracy, their very survival. We're going to give Ukraine the arms to fight and defend themselves through all the difficult days ahead. We're going to continue to mobilize humanitarian relief to support people within Ukraine and those who have been forced to flee Ukraine. Now, I thought that was the most powerful portion of the president's speech today, uh, really laying out uh, Putin's unethical attack, the abhorrence uh, that the American people have for Putin's depraved onslaught uh, against Ukraine. And I thought that was very important. And then as uh, Lindsey Ertz broke uh, here on KSL News Radio just a little while ago, the president, uh, when he was departing the White House today, uh, did call Vladimir Putin a, a war criminal, which something they had avoided in the past. Uh, the president clearly made that 
uh, statement today. And so that changes the dynamic uh, in terms of words have meaning and the meeting matters. And the president stepped up to that today and said that the United States will continue to support Ukraine, even if this is a long battle, even if this is a drawn out battle, that we would have Ukraine's back and that we would continue to mobilize for humanitarian relief as well. He also said that the U.S. and its allies will hold fast to the sanctions uh, that are being put on Russia. And together with our allies and partners, we will keep up the pressure on Putin's crumbling economy, isolating him on the global stage. That's our goal. Make Putin pay the price, weaken his position, while strengthening the hand of the Ukrainians on the battlefield and at the negotiating table. Together with our allies and partners, we're going to stay the course. And we'll do everything we can to push for and end this tragic, unnecessary war. President Biden concluded by saying that America and America will always stand with freedom. This is a struggle that pits the appetites of an autocrat against humankind's desire to be free. And let there be no doubt, no uncertainty, no question. America stands with the forces of freedom. We always have, we always will. No doubt, no uncertainty. Uh, We will stand for freedom. I thought that was uh, important for the president to lay that out today in his message to the nation following President Zelensky's very powerful, very emotional plea to the joint session of Congress today. So as we break that down and look at what the president was able to do and what comes next, that's obviously the the big question for everyone as we continue to watch this play out on the international stage. Uh, following the president's address, Senator Ben Sass said that President Zelensky uh, really challenged us to ask to act like a world leader today. We know who the Ukrainians are. They're freedom fighters. We know who Putin is. He bombs women and children. The question of the speech this morning was, who are we going to be? We're a superpower, and Zelensky challenged us to act like it. And so I thought that was very interesting in terms of the interpretation from Senator Sass from Nebraska uh, saying, look, uh, the president of Ukraine laid it out in very clear terms in terms of what this is about. Again, he framed the conversation with the way he constructed his speech and the way he delivered it. It clearly resonated with Senator Sass from Nebraska uh, because really the question is, hey, we we know we know who the Ukrainians are. They're freedom fighters. And we know who Vladimir Putin is. The president himself declared it today. He's a war criminal. Uh, the question is, what's the United States going to be? And President Zelensky challenged the United States to to not just be the leader of the free world, but to be the leader of peace. An interesting way to frame that question. And will we do that? And what does that look like? What does that actually entail in the long run? Senator Sass also told reporters today that the burden of proof is on us to explain uh, if we're not meeting some of these requests from President Zelensky. To win, they need to kill Russians. And to kill Russians, they need more weapons. The burden of proof should be on us about why we wouldn't supply everything they need. So looking at all of those things in terms of the the details, uh, according to the the White House fact sheet that was uh, sent out following the president's address, uh, here's kind of the the laundry list uh, of things. And these are critical things in terms of the effort of Ukraine to defend themselves from this invasion from Russia, 800 Stinger and anti-aircraft systems, 2,000 Javelin anti-armor missiles, 1,000 light anti-armor weapons, 6,000 uh, anti-armor systems, 
100 tactical unmanned aerial systems. Those are the armed drones out there. 7,000 small arms for both military and civilian use. Those include 100 grenade launchers, 5,000 rifles, 1,000 pistols, 4,000 machine guns, 400 shotguns. 20 million rounds of ammunition, 25,000 sets of body armor, 25,000 helmets. Uh, Those are just some of the things that are on the list of what the United States is going to supply to Ukraine uh, in the coming days and how quickly those can be shipped out and uh, received in Ukraine. And again, is the is the path there, is the supply chain there that can actually deliver all of those things to the Ukrainians uh, so that they can use them uh, to protect their country. And that is uh, really what uh, President Zelensky asked for in his speech today uh, was, hey, just we'll do it. We'll take care of it. But just give us the assistance. Uh, and he went through that very specifically, and, and he tied that back to Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream uh, and talked about members of Congress knowing that phrase and understanding what that phrase is really all about and then saying, I have a need. My people have a need. And uh, it's it's for all of us uh, to step up and step into that. Uh, also interesting, uh, President Zelensky today, just to, to round that out, again, was was constantly calling for a different kind of conversation, a reshaping of of what these conversations should be about uh, as it relates to the freedom, the sovereignty, and self-determination of Ukraine. And again, these are things that have to cause all of us to question, where are we? And what are we willing to stand up for or to stand up to? Uh, Because... We can never let the fear of the alternative justify evil. That's what we're thinking about. We're going to come back to that at the end of the program, coming up at 2.50. Stay with us. More to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.